Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I think there's a lot of people, myself included, who did not know they have changed the terms for how the NBA draft lottery works. They changed it this past uh, offseason. And so as a result, when the NBA draft lottery is underway here, I think it just changed this year anyway, uh, there is equal chances for the top three teams that they will end up being the overall winner of the NBA draft lottery. Just changed. uh, 14% chance the Knicks win. 14% chance the Cleveland Cavaliers win. 14% chance the Phoenix Suns win. Uh, the Chicago Bulls checking in at 12.5% and the Atlanta Hawks at 10.5%. Now, those are all the teams with a double-digit chance to win the NBA draft lottery. Why did they change it? They keep uh, you know, sort of uh, making adjustments to this overall draft lottery because they want to discourage teams from tanking. And so now if you're the worst team or you're one of the three worst teams, there's no difference. Even the top five or six teams in general, really not that much difference in general at who is going to be able to get the overall number one pick. But this is massive. This is going to be the biggest NBA draft lottery tonight at 830 Eastern before the Western Conference of the NBA Finals gets underway. Before that happens we are going to see a seismic outcome, not just for the number one overall pick, although I think it's substantial to see who gets uh, to draft Zion Williamson or who gets to trade, which could happen, the number one overall pick for part of uh, substantial assets. 
And then also who gets the number two pick because it seems pretty clear that John Morant is going to go number two overall. And so after those first two, there's going to be a pretty substantial drop-off afterwards. But the fact that everything is equal uh, means that uh, that by and large, there's not a huge difference between the chances for the Knicks, the Cavs, the Phoenix Suns, the Chicago Bulls, and the Atlanta Hawks, and really the uh, Washington Wizards as well. All six of those teams have a pretty substantial uh, chance. And it's totally random. They do the uh, the ping pong balls back uh, outside of you. The worst case scenario you could have is the uh, is the number five overall pick. There could be a lot of movement with potentially four teams from outside of there moving up. I mean, this is huge. Now, uh, if if something happened that was wild, like let me bring in the crew here. If the Lakers won, for instance, the Lakers are all the way down near the bottom of this list. They have just a 2% chance of getting the number one overall pick. Are you prepared to call it the fix being in if somehow the Lakers got the number one overall pick? No, I would fix is in. I would call it it, right now. I would call it sweet justice for everyone in the media who's been piling on top of the Lakers. That would be an ultimate fix uh, type situation going on. Uh, the, The best team probably that has any chance at all to win the NBA draft lottery Probably the Miami Heat, maybe the Charlotte uh, Hornets, but the the odds are that that's unlikely to happen. But I will say this. I'm coaching Little League Baseball, so we have a game that starts at the exact moment that the NBA draft lottery starts, so I will not be able to watch. But if I were at home, there is a 100% chance I would be sitting down watching this. In fact, I am more interested in watching the NBA draft lottery than I am game one of the Western Conference Finals. Because I think regardless of what happens in game one, I think the Warriors are going to go out and they are going to win this series. But who gets Zion, I'm all in for it. So I want to pull the crew here. You have to watch game one of the NBA Western Conference Finals between the Warriors and the Trailblazers or... You get to watch the NBA draft lottery. Which one are you picking tonight, Danny G? Oh. Well, uh, being a Lakers fan, I'm going to go with the draft lotto. I think most people are going to pick the draft lotto because even if you're a fan of the Warriors or the Trailblazers, okay, if you're a fan of the Warriors or the Trailblazers, I think you're going to pick the Western Conference, uh, watch the game itself. For most of the rest of us, I think we're going to watch the draft lottery because there's so much interest and intrigue about where Zion might go. What about you, Dub? What would you choose, the NBA draft lottery or the the game tonight? I'm going to go with the game. My team, the Spurs, we're we're rarely in the lottery. I haven't watched it in my entire life, so I'm going to go with the uh, the playoffs. But would you agree with me that this is the most significant NBA draft lottery since LeBron? Oh, I don't think there's even a, a debate about that. Uh, no doubt. And, I mean, there are a lot of big markets that are in play here. Again, just the top six. You got Washington, D.C., You've got the Atlanta Hawks, Chicago, Phoenix, Cleveland, New York. I think it, it is there. Well, I'll get to that in a sec, maybe to start off hour two. Uh, but Eddie Garcia, watching the game, I know you're a hockey guy, but would you rather watch the NBA Finals Western Conference tonight or would you rather watch the draft lottery? I'd rather watch the game. I, I can find out who wins the draft lottery on my phone. Yeah, but it's something. exciting the way they reveal it. 
slowly they peel back you know they they let you know who's drafting you can see early on whether or not somebody is moving up whether or not the drama is going to build this year they have even more drama I would say because there's no favorite you got three different teams that all have equal odds I, I, I'm actually disappointed that we got the game going on at the exact same time as the draft lottery. Why, why not do it at halftime of the game? That's a good question. I don't know the answer of why they wouldn't do it at halftime of the game as opposed to before the game. The answer may – I guarantee you I know the answer because they can drag on it to make it last 30 minutes, right? This thing starts well, Probably at, an hour. It starts at 8.30 Eastern though, right? The official NBA draft yeah, lottery. They correct. Will, they, instead of having, you know, whatever it is, 14 minutes during halftime, they can build an entire half hour and make everybody have to watch the full half hour. So I think that's the answer. And also, they probably feel like they are going to give you a better lead in for the game because there are so many different big teams that are uh, that are involved. So they get a full half hour lead in for the start of this game as opposed to just a 12 or 14 minutes at halftime. I think they used – didn't they used to do the draft lottery at halftime a few years ago? Yeah, they sure did. Uh, because And then I think they realized, hey, you know what, we can do an entire half hour. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised they're doing it on a, uh, on a day of – like I'm surprised they didn't do it yesterday when you know you don't have a game at all. I'm surprised they didn't turn it into its own standalone television event and make it last like three hours, especially with Zion involved right now uh, because uh, because I think doing only 30 minutes actually feels like it's not as bad as I would have anticipated. Roberto, draft lottery or the game? I agree with Eddie. Uh, the game for the game much better. There's no real drama. We know that. Uh, the Lakers, they don't have a chance. So. I, I, just, I think there's a lot of drama. I think this could fundamentally alter the trajectory of the NBA if we believe, and I do, that Zion could be as good of a player as he is, then who ends up winning this? Not only that, but also who gets Ja Morant is going to turn into a really, really substantial issue, I think, in the years ahead. Um, and now what it does a little bit is it undercuts all of the drama of the uh, of the NBA draft. Part of me thinks what would really make it fun is if you had the NBA draft lottery the day of the draft. So guys didn't even know where they were drafting until the day of the draft, and then you have a lot more drama because now what we'll know is probably the NBA draft, which takes place, uh, what, right after the season ends in uh, in June, we'll know exactly who's going to go one and two the minute that we see what the actual reveal is here. And I think the fact that we have three teams with equal chances increases the drama overall now you had the famous frozen envelope when Patrick Ewing went number one overall to the Knicks back in the day the allegation that there was a frozen envelope I don't believe in that conspiracy but I think the league has got a lot of incentives personally to end up with Zion in New York City because the Knicks have been bad for so long there would be infinitely more eyeballs on the NBA product if Zion gets to go to New York City versus if he went to, you know, a a much more uh, less substantial city. For instance, if the New Orleans Hornets won the NBA draft lottery and they got Zion, people in New Orleans would be ecstatic. I think the NBA would be like, oh man, this stinks. 
to have Zion go into New Orleans when we could have had him in New York. I think desperately the NBA wants Zion in New York or Chicago, maybe Atlanta or D.C. All of those are big markets. But New York, I think the place they want him more than anything else. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be one major sporting event going on last night game two of the western conference finals in the nhl and the st louis blues got it done on the road against the san jose sharks i believe we have audio highlights of that if i'm not mistaken cue it boys bozak drops to edmondson to bortuzzo he scores robert bortuzzo a nifty backhander blocker side under the bar and the Blues defenseman with his first career playoff goal regains a lead for the Blues. It's 3-2. to two. All right, I'm in the middle of Little League Tournament Baseball, so I did not watch last night's game. I will not be able to watch most of tonight's uh, NBA Finals game, although I'll get home and be able to watch the end of it. So our resident hockey expert, Eddie Garcia, what did we miss? What did we learn, if anything? We're now tied up, I know, 1-1 in this series as we head back to St. Louis. Yeah, interesting in this series that uh, St. Louis has been really good on the road this postseason, and San Jose has been really good at home. The Sharks were 7-1 and one, uh, in San Jose before last night's loss. The Blues, with that win, improving to 6-2 on the road, so it'll be kind of interesting. You know, they got the split, uh, did the Blues. Obviously, they really wanted that going back home, but it'll be interesting to see, can the Blues get their home record Turned around, they're three and four at home this postseason, where the Sharks are two and four on the road. So those games in St. Louis, uh, it'll be interesting to see which one of these teams can kind of turn things around. Uh, Jaden Schwartz for St. Louis, not a star player. He's a good player, but he's been huge for St. Louis so far in the playoffs. He got his ninth goal of the postseason last night, so he's been carrying their offense a little bit. Boom, there you go. Now you're all experts in the uh, NHL hockey season. Now let me put on my uh, lawyer hat here for you and talk about this Robert Kraft case for a minute. Um, I told you that, uh, that I believed prosecutors had drastically overreached in the state of Florida with the way that they reported this story. And honestly, a lot of media initially carried the water of the Florida state prosecutors because initially they came out and they said, oh, Robert Kraft was involved in some form or fashion in a massive human trafficking uh, network. And then it came out, wait a minute, no, nobody was being human trafficked in this spa in Jupiter, Florida. The women who were working there came and went voluntarily. There was no uh, issue at play here with human trafficking. So uh, rapidly that fell apart, and ultimately we were left with Robert Kraft may have paid for uh, sexual uh, gratification in some way in this massage parlor. Uh, well, how do we know that that might have happened? Well, there was video evidence of this alleged incident taking place. But what I told you guys was, if you listen to this, sh- uh, the, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, show regularly, I told you, hey, this is not going to stand up. I immediately dove in. 
and, and I said, this evidence is going to be tossed out because I believe it was obtained improperly. Well, what happened yesterday afternoon, in a 10-page ruling, the judge down in Florida wrote that Jupiter police detectives and the judge who issued the search warrant uh, did not do enough to minimize the invasion of privacy of other customers, some of whom received only legal massages. Um, and uh, this is a, a significant thing. What did they do? Well, they kept surveillance cameras on everybody in this spa, even though many people who were going into the spa were just getting legal massages. So if you uh, if you think about it, these detectives were sitting there recording people who were not committing crimes at all and watching them potentially in, in states of undress, even though they did absolutely nothing wrong. And so this is a, uh, a substantial overreach. Uh, and according to the judge, the police had not minimized the amount of surveillance they conducted. This meant that people who were not violating the law were caught on camera while they were naked. Uh, the lead detective also testified that he told officers to avoid looking at video when it was clear the client was not receiving sexual services, but also that they never stopped recording and that detective said they were never given instructions on how to, how to minimize their surveillance. And this is a quote from the opinion. The fact that some totally innocent women and men had their entire lawful time spent in a massage room fully recorded and viewed intermittently by a detective monitor is unacceptable. Uh, so it will uh, shortly be done, I believe, that this evidence will be completely tossed. And I would imagine that Robert Kraft's attorneys are going to file a motion to dismiss this case entirely, and it will be tossed, and I believe it will be granted. And as a result, Robert Kraft will not be found guilty of this crime. Now, the standard of the personal conduct policy in the NFL does not forbid Roger Goodell from still levying some form of punishment against Robert Kraft because the standard isn't, if you remember Ezekiel Elliott, merely that you avoid being charged with a crime. So I would suspect that Roger Goodell will probably still levy some sort of suspension upon Robert Kraft. Maybe three games, maybe four games where he's not allowed to attend the New England Patriots uh, the games. Maybe, uh, maybe even less than that. It will be relatively insubstantial. This case blowing up in the face of the Florida police and prosecutors. And it doesn't just mean for Robert Kraft that this case will likely be dismissed. It likely means uh, for many of the defendants in this case uh, that uh, in general, this, uh, this style of investigation was not properly conducted and the evidence that was obtained, much of it is going to have to be tossed. And so uh, I told you that I thought this was going to happen. Now the judge has agreed with me. And so uh, this case will, uh, will likely give up the ghost, so to speak. Uh, charge is going to be dismissed against Robert Kraft. Now, this is the advantage of having really good attorneys and bring a, being able to bring them to bear on a case like this. But you'll remember early on, the state of Florida was signaling that it didn't feel very good about, uh, about its case because they offered to dismiss the charges 
in exchange for Robert Kraft pleading guilty to a uh, to a lesser charge, basically, and acknowledging that there could have been enough evidence to convict him. Uh, Robert Kraft and his attorneys rejected that plea, and now it appears that they have made a sound decision in doing so uh, because, again, this case going to be tossed and going to vanish. Any questions from you guys about this Robert Kraft case in general? Uh, I could probably dive in and answer those questions uh, as the, uh, again, motion to suppress the evidence has been granted. Uh, likely today, I would bet there will be a motion to dismiss this case overall. It will have substantial impact, not just for Robert Kraft, but many of the other men who were caught in the same sting there. Uh, the evidence against them would also be inadmissible. Basically, the entire case of the government relies on this video evidence without the video evidence there would uh, be almost no chance of getting any kind of conviction so again this case basically being tossed out not just against Robert Kraft but uh, all of the men who were uh, in a similar situation as him charged with crimes based on the video evidence that was obtained there when you're the owner and if Goodell suspends you how does that work can you not be at the facility even or just at the games do you know I think it would be not being at the facility at all. Uh, when you are a player and you are suspended from team-related activities, you can't show up and go through the entire process. So if you remember when Tom Brady was suspended for his four games for, I believe it was Deflategate, he went to Europe. Remember, he went on like an extended vacation. There were pictures of him and Giselle from Italy. Uh, he was not able to do anything uh, associated with the New England Patriots for that entire month. So... If uh, Goodell suspends Robert Kraft, then he would basically have to uh, not work so he for could just, the entirety of that time. He could just take his masseuse to Cabo. Yeah, he could go wherever he wanted with the uh, with the masseuse um, and uh, and anybody else. But I do think this is significant in in many respects. Uh, one, I think there are a lot of people out there that had the initial reaction that I did to this situation, which is, why are we in the business of trying to catch men doing this? Um, and, and I've made this argument for a long time. I think that, uh, that prostitution should be legal. Now, I am a, a libertarian in that respect. I think that weed should be legal. I think that sports gambling and gambling in general should be legal. Um, my belief is that you, uh, the, the way to make things safer is to legalize and regulate it. So uh, I, I think it's crazy if you had to break this down, which is a weirder behavior, the fact that Robert Kraft might be paying for a happy ending in some way as a massage, or the fact that our tax dollars are going to paying police officers to sit and watch men get massages all day uh, on video. I think it's much weirder that there were our tax dollars going to obtain surveillance video and now it appears illegally record people while they were going into massage parlors. Um, and, uh, and many of those guys were not doing anything wrong, as the judge has said, and they were being surveilled as well. I mean, this is just weird behavior. And I think in retrospect, the idea that this type of behavior goes on or that a guy could be sitting at a bar and a uh, woman could come up to him and start talking to him. He could hit on her, ask her to come to a hotel room, and then she could suddenly say, yes, but you got to pay me some money, and then boom, he gets arrested. Uh, to me, that's the very definition of entrapment. Uh, you know, The guy is sitting at the bar doing nothing. A girl comes and sits up next to him and tries to convince him to pay for sex with her, and then you arrest him for it. 
I, I just think the whole thing is insane. Um, I believe, look, this is a uh, this is a crime only in the context of the fact that our tax dollars are going to it. Uh, if you told me who do you consider to be uh, a more honest person, a prostitute who wants to sell sex or a woman or man for that case who is pretending to be a prostitute with our tax dollars going to it. I think it's crazy that our tax dollars pay people to pretend pretend to be prostitutes to catch people. So my natural inclination in a case like this is why in the world are we spending tax dollars to try to catch 77-year-olds or people of any age who go into massage parlors and decide that they want to pay for sexual gratification in that way? I think it's a business. And if you think you're not paying for sex, I got uh, a lesson for you. Uh, Go figure. Almost every man on some level is paying for sex. But... This case being uh, tossed out, I think, is evidence of uh, the fact that the law often does not allow the government to do uh, what they were doing in this case. Any other questions from uh, Eddie Garcia, Roberto, or Dub about this case overall? There may be questions from you guys out there as well. But again, we have followed this case fairly decently in terms of the newsworthiness of it. And uh, and I think this is the resolution that uh, I don't think I know this is the resolution that I forecast for you guys from the minute it kind of uh, was out there. And again, the significant fact is here, it's not just going to be Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft has the resources and the dollars to fight against a case like this, uh, but all of the other charged individuals in this particular spa, in this particular situation, will also be uh, likely to uh, have their charges dismissed and avoid any sort of substantial punishment here. Now, the humiliation is in many ways the more substantial punishment. And uh, also, I I think we should be skeptical going forward of the government in general because they had this press conference and they got all this attention. And I think ultimately their goal from the uh, get-go with the state of Florida, with the police and with the prosecutors was to try to catch a famous person so they could get all the attention for their police work and uh, but you go back and look at that press conference now and they made many allegations frankly that are flat out untrue there was no sex trafficking going on here there was no uh, imprisonment of women these women were free to come and go as they pleased as you heard and saw in that ruling from the judge there were many men going to this spa and not receiving any sort of inappropriate uh, additional treatment beyond the massage so uh, I think this is a a significant win for Robert Kraft now it's not going to change the fact that he will still uh, have to deal with a uh, punishment likely from Roger Goodell uh, and he still has to deal with the embarrassment of this case but in theory it would mean that the video is unlikely to ever come out because again this would be a substantial issue if it does come out because it was inappropriately obtained uh, video and in theory there would be a lot of other men and women potentially who have done absolutely nothing wrong that could also be pictured on this video so uh, the state of Florida with a huge swing and miss in inappropriate behavior the judge here in this case ruling that Robert Kraft has been right all along when he said he did not commit a crime and uh, the evidence that he may have committed a crime now all being tossed. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We're just talking about Kevin Durant and the decision he's going to have to make. And I, I was stunned by how much of a focal point it was in the commentary right after they won to advance to the Western Conference Finals. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson all making what seemed to me clear and apparent attempts to recruit Kevin Durant to stay with them and uh, continue with the Warriors as opposed to leaving and potentially trying his hand with the Knicks, which I think is where most of the attention is going. Although there's been a limited amount of discussion about potentially Kevin Durant to uh, the Clippers. And certainly with Kawhi and the big shot that he made, there's uh, a little bit maybe of a muddled future as you look down the line for where Kawhi might go. Kyrie Irving leaving the Celtics seems likely to happen. Jimmy Butler's out there moving around a little bit. But I'm curious what advice the crew would give. My advice would be to Kevin Durant, stay in Golden State. You know already exactly what kind of team you've surrounded yourself with. You can win another championship, re-up for another three years. You're probably going to win at least one more championship. You may win three more championships. And then you still have the ability as a relatively young basketball player to still sign another max contract again somewhere else. But the money should be secondary for somebody like Durant, who I don't think is married and doesn't have a family and is going to have so much money overall. Uh, I don't know that Kevin Durant's psyche fits well in the New York media market. I think there would be a ton of noise. I think he would be frustrated by the amount of attention he would get much of it negative if they didn't win in a hurry in New York. So to me, I would suggest stay at Golden State, relatively easygoing media market, and you have a chance to be a part of maybe the greatest dynasty in the history of the NBA, certainly the greatest dynasty in the history of the modern day NBA. What advice would you give him, Danny G? Yeah, you're right. He's not married. He's never been. Uh, I feel like he really likes the Bay Area from everything I've heard. And I've mentioned on the show before that I have a cousin that's worked with him in a recording studio, and he's given me a little bit of insight on KD and some of the things uh, behind the scenes, like the fact that he really likes San Francisco and he just uh, likes you, he likes if, the vibe there. If you have the money, the Bay Area is a great place to live. Now, yep. the challenge is if you have the money, because it's almost impossible as uh, as the amount of money continues to pour into the Bay Area it's a little bit like a gilded palace. If you're a you know a teacher or you're a police officer or you're a fireman or you're the kind of person who has a normal job that is not suddenly going to lead to billions of dollars in down-the-road payments uh, as all of these different unicorn companies go public, that's the biggest challenge to me about living in the Bay Area is just the cost of living. But if you're Kevin Durant and you're filthy rich, and you've got a brand new arena that is opening right in downtown San Francisco that should be phenomenal. You know that Steph and Clay and Draymond are going to be there for at least one more year. Maybe Clay Thompson leaves, but it seems like Clay Thompson's pretty happy there as well. And so you're talking about, 
you know, three, four, five years more where the Warriors could be the best team in the NBA. doesn't mean they would win the title every year because it's grueling to make the playoffs, drive into the NBA Finals, all the extra games on your, on your body, everything else. But you win the third title here, the fourth in five years for the Warriors, I feel like it's easier sell to stay there. So you're telling, you're with me, Danny G, that like you like the idea. And, and I th- the reason why I think this is an intriguing topic is because it seems like the Warriors are starting to put the hard sell on Kevin Durant now. It was hard not to watch those interviews with Steph Clay and Draymond and not hear them basically saying, hey, Durant, we need you to stay with us. Uh, you're the best player. Let's keep this thing rolling. Yeah, I guess the one question that's still hanging out there is we don't know KD's motivation as far as the challenge in his career, the next step. Does he want to be the alpha dog on a team instead of being around all these other superstars. Yeah, I just don't know that his legacy really, in my opinion, changes that much with the Knicks if he wins a championship there. Maybe it does because the Knicks have been trying to win a championship for so long, but I also don't know that he's good enough even with Kyrie Irving, maybe if they get Zion, which is why I think the uh, NBA draft lottery is so intriguing, and maybe it's tough to make a decision until you see where the Knicks are going to be picking and whether or not they have a chance to get Zion or John Morant. But in and of itself, I don't necessarily buy into the idea that Durant's legacy is going to be better if he goes to New York. Maybe if he goes to New York and wins a championship, but what if he won five or six with Golden State I feel like that's more impressive. Dub, what would you advise him? I don't know why you would ever leave Golden State. I mean, I feel like if he's there for four more years, I'm pretty comfortable saying they're going to win at least two more championships. And if he goes to New York, I mean, we already saw how he handled the media and OKC and how he's handled the criticism on Twitter. I mean, New York is a whole different universe in terms of that. And that that's the main reason to me where it doesn't really uh, make sense for him to go to New York if he handles criticism the way he has in his past. Yeah, I don't think it fits in very well for him. Uh, I, I think he's proven to be a bit prickly. He's got rabbit ears. He hears all the criticism And I think that would rain down on him a lot more in New York, particularly because the East Coast media cycle is is a totally different media cycle than the West Coast. Because very often the Golden State Warriors right now are playing games after many people go to bed. And so the number of storylines that come out of Golden State Warrior games are substantially less than the number that would come out if he were playing in a city like New York where everybody's watching the Knicks now all of a sudden every night and whatever happens in those games becomes a major point of discussion. Eddie Garcia, what would you tell him? What advice would you give? And did you notice what I did, the interviews where it seemed like everybody was making their pitch, even though Kevin Durant was back home in the Bay Area watching this game, the guys knew that he would be watching in the post-game interviews and it was as if they were making the pitch for him then and there. Yeah, I did notice that, and I think they're very smart uh, to be doing what they're doing because they they know Kevin as well as anybody, and they know that he likes to be uh, patted on the back and talked about what a great player he is, and he obviously is a great player. I I totally agree with everyone so far. You've got to stay in Golden State. You're already considered the best player in the NBA. Um, Look at Kyrie Irving. You know, I want to get out of LeBron's shadow. I want to have my own team. And he went to Boston, and it was a disaster. It doesn't always work out for you. So why not appreciate what you have? You're getting the individual talent. You're getting or the adulation. You're getting paid, and you're winning. It's I don't know why you'd want to go anywhere else. Yeah, look at LeBron. I think LeBron's an easy example of how quickly people can turn on you if things don't go well. 
if Kevin Durant leaves and goes to New York, there will be similar attention to Durant to New York as there was to LeBron to the Lakers. And if Kevin Durant is, let's say he's surrounded by Kyrie Irving, let's say he's not able to persuade Kyrie, somebody else joins him. If they don't immediately win and win at a substantially higher level, uh, things get ugly in New York really fast. And all you have to do is look at what happened to LeBron with the Lakers to what could happen with Kevin Durant with the Knicks. And you've already gone through all of the difficulty of people questioning your decision to leave Oklahoma City and go to uh, the, the Warriors. To me, the only reason Durant goes to New York is because he's still stung by the criticism of him leaving Oklahoma City, and he feels desperately like he needs to, to, to justify that decision still by going to a lesser team and proving how good he is by winning a championship there. But we already know how good he is. He's probably the best player in the NBA right now when healthy. And I don't need to see him go to New York to prove that he's the best player in the NBA. If I were him, I would stay at Golden State where you can probably prolong your career because you're able to balance out the minutes a bit more. You don't have to put everything on your back. And again, Durant seems particularly susceptible to criticism. This is a guy who's creating burner accounts, who's going out and finding his own uh, motivation and feeling the need to respond to anonymous critics on social media. Can you imagine how much more noise, how much more attention there's going to be on him if he decides to go to New York? I just think it's going to be a different level entirely. I'm not sure it's a good fit. Roberto, what advice would you give him? Yeah, I mean, it would be great if he left because I think it would be more parity in the NBA, but I mean, it doesn't make any sense for him to leave. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's much better for the NBA if he leaves because you could come up with seven or eight different teams that all theoretically could have a chance to win a championship. Uh, depending on where these free agents lie and where the uh, NBA draft lottery ping pong balls end up bouncing, there is a lot of variation that could occur in the NBA, which could lead to a lot of different fan bases believing, hey, you know what, maybe we do have an actual chance to win a championship. Uh, But I think the chances of him winning in New York would be substantially lower. And I still don't think that they would be as good, uh, the Knicks, as the Celtics are. We'll see what the 76ers do. Sixers are still a pretty good team. I don't see why the Knicks would be better than the Bucks or better than necessarily the Raptors, depending on what Kawhi does. A lot of the, the, the attention and energy could shift to the Eastern Conference, but uh, I still think there would be major challenges, and Durant might still have to get past in the Western Conference the Warrior team he left behind because Steph and Draymond and Clay have been good enough to win a, uh, a, a lot of championships and win a lot of big games, including game six, which just took place. Would the Warriors still be the best team? Potentially, yeah, they might be. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Petros Papadakis joins us now, AM 570 LA Sports. Uh, Petros, Frank Vogel, you and he going to be buddies, hanging out down in Manhattan Beach, maybe going out and having... Uh, a little bit of a beer uh, at uh, at I don't know where the the somewhere down on Olin Strand. Do you want to name a place? Shellback Beach first. You guys gonna go to Shellback and have a beer, kick back, just chill. Me and Frank Vogel. Yeah. No. Well, it seems like you guys could be good buddies. I don't think I've had a beer. I, Maybe I've had a beer with Luke Walton at some point, but no. I saw you. By the way, I got to say this: I saw your pictures from the beach uh, over the weekend. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, you're looking trim. Have you lost a lot of weight? 
No, Clay, I look the same as always. No, I disagree. You never see me because I'm not invited on your special gambling show. I, I disagree. I think you're trimmer. I think you're looking svelte. Well, thank you, Clay. You know, I'm up at 5.20 in the morning doing yoga here, so. Yeah, I can tell. I mean, your body's really really looking good. I was well, impressed. thank you. Would you stop commenting on my body before I start going off on your nipples? <laughs> why, would I, why would I hang out with Frank Vogel, for God's sake? Uh, I, because maybe you could get some inside scoop on the ridiculousness that is the Laker drama. Well, I live next door to Joey Buss, for God's sakes. Uh, to who? Joey Buss. Oh, the, uh, of the Buss family? No, the guy that owns all the school buses. <laughs> so what's Joey Buss? What, what does he have to say about all this? One of the owners. Yeah, I know. He's pretty tight-lipped. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so living next door to him doesn't actually mean that much in terms of your ability. By the way. Well, the truth is I moved uh, – I moved into the neighborhood, and then he and his wife and his beautiful children promptly moved out oh. of the neighborhood. So well, no, they actually because... live uh, – their kids are on my kids' uh, t-ball team. They're lovely, wonderful people. And to be honest, I've had nothing but great interactions with all of the people in the family that I've met, uh, Joey, Jim, and uh, – and Genie Bus, obviously. So there are three. For people out there who don't know. No, there's there, six. There are six kids of there's Dr. Johnny Bus. Bus. There's Jim Bus, who was running the, the team with uh, Mitch Kupchak that Magic always used to go off on. Remember Jim Bus? Yes. He, they drafted D'Angelo Russell and I think Brandon Ingram and all that. They traded for Mozgov like at, right, right at midnight of the trade deadline, remember? And so they, they forced him out, Genie Bus. That was Jim Bus, yeah, but he's still an owner. Yeah, right. Uh, there's an older brother, Johnny Bus, who was like a race car driver, photographer guy. He owns part of it. There's Jamie Bus, who does all the charity stuff for the Lakers. There's Genie Bus, who is the owner uh, or the, the, the operating governor or whatever. There is Joey. Who, They're all, me, is, all the kids are start with the J. Yeah. Well, are you figuring that out, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quick, quick on the draw here. So, there's uh, Joey who lives in the neighborhood, and he is the most adult of all of them, I believe. And then there's Jesse, who's Joey's uh, brother, the uh, younger, younger brother, I think, and he wears like a flat bill hat and hangs out with rappers with face tattoos, like SoundCloud rappers. So is he? Yeah, he's he's really on the underground. Then are all six of them equal owners of the Lakers? Yeah, and then there's like they own like sixty six percent or something, and then like the other thirty four percent are owned by like really rich people. That's the crazy thing. It's like the Lakers are really owned by like ninety people, right? But the buses, like they are, that's the interesting thing because it used to be a big positive about the Lakers, you know, growing up in LA with Showtime and and all those great things, and even the Kobe and Shaq era, which they're doing was, a television documentary about, right? Aren't they oh, doing? There's it? been books about that stuff for years, and and all of that stuff uh, was the positive was it's run by one guy. Dr. Bus, you know, he lets Jerry West make decisions. And everybody loved Dr. Bus, right? Like he was beloved in that uh, in that building and also in the city in general. Yeah, he was a party guy when it was cool to be a party guy. Right. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And a benevolent guy and very loyal and he ran it like a mom and pop shop. And then the big question now amongst all your experts like Chris Mannix, RIP on the uh, on the appearance. Yeah. 
but among those people, you know, they're they're starting to say, well, you can't run an NBA team like Dr. Buss did in the 80s and 90s because it's a new era and it's now all Harvard MBAs and and number crunchers and the Sloan Conference and all this weird stuff that's involved in the NBA that was never involved and you're competing no longer against, you know, the rich guy from Seattle. Now you're competing against, you know, global conglomerates, billionaires like Mark Cuban and Balmer and I mean look, who owns the the LA Dodgers, Clay? I mean, you it know? used to be Time Warner, and then it was like I don't no, even know. No, it used to be Fox. Actually, well, uh, for for years it was the O'Malley family. Yes, who were venerated like the Bus family as far as success, and knew exactly how to run an organization. They sold to Fox. Everybody got really upset about that. They sold to Frank McCord, and then they pushed him out. Now the Dodgers are owned by a gigantic insurance company. The Guggenheim Group in okay. Chicago. Yeah, you know what no they idea. do for work? They cut checks. They cut giant checks. Same with the guy that owns the Clippers, Balmer. Cutting checks. Like, that's what they do. And the Lakers are flush with cash, but they're a little more reluctant to do that, I think, because they really are a smaller organization, and they don't like hiring outsiders. So I think it's been pretty clear throughout. So as you look at the uh, NBA draft lottery, which is going on tonight, I don't know if you knew this. I, I didn't I know, did they, had know cha- I, they had changed the numbers again. So like now there's three. Di- it's, it's much more like it, basically it's even more of a lottery system because there's not really a favorite. Um, if the Lakers won the NBA draft lottery, there's like a two percent chance. Yes. Yeah. Would anyone ever believe it was actually not rigged? In L.A., people people would believe it. They'd be like, oh, well, we got really lucky. But, it, I mean, because people still talk about the frozen envelope with Patrick Ewing right. and the idea that it was rigged. But if and, – and also a lot of people talk about, hey, wow, it was awfully convenient that the Cleveland Cavaliers won the year that LeBron was coming out. Uh, and there seems to be an expectation. I think most people out there would say – that Zion to the Knicks would be the best thing that could happen to the NBA, but Zion to the Lakers would also be an incredible, uh, incredible coup. So, uh, is there any like, will you be watching the NBA draft lottery live? Well, we'll be on. You'll the be air. on the air, right? Yeah, we'll be at Dodger Stadium today, so hopefully, we I know can you get love that on an iPad or something, but. Uh, I mean, it is interesting, though, Clay. There's always been, and I'm not alleging that they've been orchestrated by the NBA, but there's always been some windfall to keep the Lakers relevant over the years. You know, not just the dynasty for five or six years, but decade upon decade. You know, first Kareem came. You know, then they drafted Magic. Uh, they drafted James Worthy, and, and Dr. Buss refused to trade him for Dominique Wilkins or, or draft Wilkins instead of Worthy or something like that. Uh, windfalls, you know, they they got Kobe, uh, they got Shaq to sign, they got uh, Kobe, uh, traded for Kobe on draft day. They they uh, got Pau Gasol in a trade that a lot of people uh, thought was kind of weird between Memphis and L.A., Jerry Buss and Mitch Kupchak. I mean, excuse me, Jerry West and his, and his protege Mitch Kupchak trading for Pau Gasol to get Marc Gasol in Memphis, which actually ended up being okay for them. But there's always been some windfall you know, waiting to, to lift the Lakers up when things are going wrong. That's what it looked like when Dwight Howard 
got traded here, but then he refused to sign. So uh, that would be right in line with the with the great things that have happened for the Lakers over the years. The difference is this has been six years of really a bad product, and we still talk Lakers every day. People still love the Lakers. They still have a lot of cash. They almost seem to be immune to the drama uh, as far as hurting their brand. But that would be in line with all the other windfalls that have befallen them over the last, you know, three decades. And, and and it seems like, I don't know if there's any sports conspiracies that you buy into. I've said this on the air before, so it's no great new uh, new storyline, but I believe that uh, that there was a secret suspension of Michael Jordan by David Stern. I'm with you. Like, I don't think that Michael Jordan just decided to go play baseball for that amount of time and no, then come back. there's something there. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. Uh, obviously, his father passed uh, violently, and there was all that. And, and his gambling a, in general, I mean, it was pretty clear that Jordan, you know, was a compulsive right. gambler. And so it would it be a st- wild thing if he had played in the modern times and a yes. lot of his uh, stuff would have come out or I, I'm not sure uh, what would have happened. But I am with you. I think there's more to that story. And we all just accepted it and nodded our heads like when I mean, look, in 1998, I was playing football at USC and I remember Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa just being like comic book muscular. Yeah, superheroes. And people were like, well, they just have better workout methods now than they used to back in the day, right? And that was the, and everybody was just like, oh, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. We do have better, you know, like Nautilus machines than we did 40 years ago. Yeah, and, you know, by the time I got into the media, which was like a couple years later, I remember being like, no way, those guys are totally juiced up. And people would, like, vehemently defend them. Oh, yeah. You know, so it it is interesting. You know, we just, we're a lot more skeptical than we used to be. People are a lot less uh, apt to believe everything they read and hear, which I think is a healthy thing. But it certainly makes... uh, being a an icon in society a lot more tricky for for these guys i i would i would love to know what really happened in that jordan situation but i'm with you that is like when you said do you buy into any sports conspiracies that my head immediately went to michael jordan yeah all right so i'm going to tell you one more and then i want to hear if there's any others so the great thing about conspiracy theories is sometimes you sound insane when you say them out loud i'll give you an example i went to college in washington dc There was a house near Embassy Row, which people who lived in said, hey, that's a house that like the CIA or the NSA, you know, like they have taken it over and they're using it as like a spy house. And everybody was like, ha ha, that's crazy. You know, it's in the middle of a neighborhood. And and then like while I was in college, news came out. Oh, yeah, that was a spy house. The government owned it. And not only did they own it, they had dug tunnels underneath that house all the way underneath the Russian embassy to try to hear, using high-tech listening devices, what was being said in the Russian embassy. And so if you had made that argument, right, like if you had been out there and you'd been like, hey, I think this house is uh, government property, and I think the people in suits going in and out of it are actually, you know, uh, secret agents, and they are digging a massive tunnel all the way underneath the Russian embassy to try to be able to hear things that are being discussed there. You would have been laughed at. People are like, you're crazy. And then it ends up being true, right? And so I do think sometimes these conspiracy theories that are out there kind of percolating, there is some truth to them. 
and I think certainly there is with the uh, with the Jordan thing. Are there any? And and look, I mean, back in the day, if you and I have been on and we've been like, hey, I think McGuire and and Sosa, they're probably using steroids. Some people would have been like, no, baseball guy would have been like, oh, you're just you know, like there's just better Nautilus machines or whatever they want to argue. Are there I any bet. other conspiracy theories you buy into in the world of sports or beyond? Anything else that you buy into that? may sound crazy, but somewhere down the line you'll be end up sounding like a genius because you were correct. Well, there's supposed to be a Mothman in West Virginia. Yeah, I watched that, that that movie, The Mothman Prophecies. Yeah, is there, is, there's a Mothman. That was pretty spooky, uh, that movie. It was Richard well, Gere, I'm not I talking think. about the movie. I'm yeah. talking about the real Mothman. Right. Uh, there is uh, the Bigfoot stuff has been very uh, big on, on our radio show. Do you buy into Bigfoot? Not really, but I would never go camping or take my kids camping or go anywhere so Bigfoot can steal your wife and make it part of his harem of, of jungle women. It's in Northern California. Like, I wouldn't do it. Like, I'm not tempting Bigfoot. Like, you legitimately are not a camper. I wouldn't. I'm not an outside person. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to be the on the bottom of the food chain and have Bigfoot turn my wife into a concubine. <laughs> so you, but you a little station. bit believe in Big... Like, I'll watch... My kids get into this show, you know, the Finding Bigfoot show, which I think well, is still on. those guys are crazy. But oh. we have one of those guys that works at our station, and he constantly freaks me out about Bigfoot. Here locally in my area... Uh, there's always been uh, one of the people that originally bought uh, all this land that is now the, the Palos Verdes Peninsula. They had the Vanderlip House, which is up in the uh, up in the backside near the Terranea, where you guys yeah, stay yeah. for your for your seminars at Fox. And the Vanderlip House, which is in a private neighborhood, was thought to be haunted for decades with dogs without their vocal cords that come and, like, eat high school kids that are making out. Yeah. And they said that the Vanderlip woman killed all her children in this spooky-looking house. And I do know for a fact that the Vanderlips, that none of that stuff was true. But for years, I believed it. And I served uh, Narcissa Vanderlip at my father's restaurant once, and she was pretty spooky. She was an old lady with, like, a big lace gown on, and long gray hair, and she ate a, a, a rack of lamb, bloody rare. Ugh. So it was a little, you know, they were kind of creepy, but I don't think they, they killed high school kids in the middle of fornication or anything. Yeah, that would be crazy. So I would always sit down with my kids while we are watching Finding Bigfoot, and they would say, Dad, do you think they're going to find Bigfoot in this episode? And I was like, probably not, <laughs> because can you imagine? But what if they did and they held it, and it didn't become news, and then you were just happening to sit down on a random Wednesday and you're like, well, I'll be damned. They did. They found Bigfoot. And it didn't go out. Because my thing was of the kids, I was like, you know, it would be huge news if they actually found Bigfoot. And I don't think that you're going to suddenly realize that they found Bigfoot on, you know, like uh, a random taped uh, episode of Finding Bigfoot. But would that be the greatest television pull ever if you, like, you, you just been invested in this show for years, like sitting yeah, down every or, week? Or like, and then boom, they found, did. like, King Kong or, or you know, when Dr. Frankenstein does his uh, does his his giant scientific reveal of, of the of the monster that he reanimated. I mean, it was more feasible back in those days to think that you could keep it under your hat. Right. And it wouldn't leak out. But I will say this, Clay, and I am no geographical expert, uh, 
But when I fly and I look at things and or you just like drive and you see like what's like past the freeway, like there's a lot of room in the world. Like, I live in a crowded place, but, like, there's a lot of, like, forest and trees. Here, here's and a great, yeah, here's a great stat for you There could be the man in there or a Bigfoot or, I mean, uh, anything. Here's but, a great like, stat for you that that ate John Voight. Yeah. Uh, it, America, like, how big is the geographic expanse of America? Every single person who lives in America could have a one-acre home and a house and you could live there, and we could all live just in Texas. Putting in, think Whoa. about that for a minute. How how big the state of Texas is, but how big the rest of the country is, all 320 million of us, or whatever it is, could all live on one acre. You know, if, if every home was just like lined up all throughout the whole state of Texas, and the other 49 states could be completely virgin wilderness. That's how big the United States is. Yeah, so I'm saying there could be anything. Yeah, out there. But at the same time, I am not willing to find it, and I'm not leaving the house. Yeah, I'm not a camper either. I think the purpose of finding, like, my wife was like, hey, we should go camping sometime. Why? Why? We did, like, as humans, we created indoor spaces because they're better than outdoor spaces, right, in general. And why would I choose to? Yeah, right. I'm not even worried about the risk. I'm just, it's not fun for me. Well, I don't want to go blow it out in the woods. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to go defecate, you know, out in the open like an animal. Uh, that's ridiculous. Or, or, or be asleep when, like, a bear comes and, like, tries to knock my head off like it's a tetherball. I'm not uh, – just the, the chances of these things happening, they happen all the time. I realize that they're low, but why would I put myself at risk? I pay a mortgage. That's I pay what, a mortgage for a brick-and-mortar house. That's my thing. Like, the running water is a big deal. And I understand people who want to go for hikes or they want to be out in the wilderness for the day. But we could be out in the wilderness for the day and then go back into an indoor area to sleep. Like, I don't feel like a great sense of accomplishment waking up all in, like, you're not going to sleep very well in one of these tents, right? And then you wake up and you're in a tent and it's like, you know, there's been mosquitoes everywhere and maybe you've been attacked by a bear or whatever it is. That's not my idea of fun. I got a headline for you. Popular blogger, radio host, and gambler Clay Travis lost camping, dies of exposure. Yeah. That's literally a way you can die, just being exposed to the open. (laughs) Exposure. You could just die from being outside too long. You will die from exposure. Why risk it? It just doesn't seem like fun to me. I'm sorry. Amen. Uh, It's Petros Papadakis. What's Uh, that that bell? I don't know where that bell was. I think everybody in the studio is agreeing. Does anybody in the studio sleep outside for fun? No. Anybody? Hell no. Yeah. No, I think it's for for idiots. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Unless you have like a super hot chick that wants to camp and she only wants to have uh, uh, relations out in the woods, then you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but I think that that is, first of all, there's not that many of those girls. There right? are I mean, some, like, though. Yeah, there are most, people that will only have sex in nature. Yeah, there are not very many of those girls. And honestly, I think that's like 11 snakes hot. I think you have to make a better choice. <laughs> like, my argument was that, if I don't know, have you ever dated a girl who had a pet snake? 
No, but my brother had some for a while. Your brother did, but like how hot? So I'm very anti-snake, and uh, like there was a story once about this guy who was dating a girl, and she had 11 snakes, and I'm like, I'm not sure there's a woman on the planet who is 11 snakes hot. Like I wouldn't be willing to date her. There's no way I would do it. 11 snakes. 11 snakes hot. Like if you walked into a house and a girl had 11 snakes. snakes, you know, I'm allergic to dogs and cats. So to me, it's like 11 dogs. It's the freakiness of it. I just wouldn't touch it. Uh, Always fun. We'll talk to you next week, Petros. Well, you know, the craziest women, the most upsetting women, are sometimes the most satisfying to people. (laughs) There you go. Those, Those magic words. This is OutKick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.